Uh, they are so glad that I want to talk about this pay-per-view and not how much Minoru Suzuki got disrespected. I mean, hey, we got pre-show <laughs> right now, because holy fucking shit, what? Now, Gave them ten minutes. Seven. It, seven minutes. It was worth it to hear Tony Schiavone say the word Suzuki Goon, because I was like, what? I know, I know. Also... Also, despite the fact that it was a short match, uh, Minoru Suzuki looked like a complete badass because he was bleeding over one eye and like, like used used his own spirit force to stop Larius. <laughs> <laughs> God, God, Suzuki's no. fucked up. How long have they been fighting? Three minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> So welcome to Five Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. And for the first time in my entire life, I watched the same wrestling pay-per-view back-to-back, two days in a row, Scotty Moore. We're here, and it is story time with me, Blake Tanner. Because we can't afford Final Countdown. That's legit. They confirmed that. They could not afford Final Countdown. Pay to play. 50k. Who the fuck does Europe think they are? <laughs> it's because they know they are smart business people to be like, well, we know the only reason people like our song now. Give us the money. And Tony said, no, he's got other ones. He's got other Damn ones. It. I can do re. It's like, I can literally. The Valkyries is public domain. Yeah. I could like I could just I could literally pull any freeware off of SoundCloud that has Flight of the Valkyries in it and use it because it's Brian yeah, Daniels. I'm Danielson. fairly sure that's what he did too because it's like a SoundCloud I, rapper's. I think beat. it was a friend of his that did it. Ah, okay, it was a friend of that's yeah. cool. I mean, Ruckus Ruckus backed it, so you know. Okay. We're, we're, oh we're good. hell yeah. We're good. So this is gonna be a weird one this week, uh, everyone at home, uh, because. Our baby face this week is all out, and as Dylan succinctly put it before the show, our heel of the week is our lives before all out because <laughs> holy shit. So I need to I need to quantify this. So um I have watched each of the last six Wrestle Kingdoms live. This was a better experience. Yeah. My God. I um I, I think and a lot of people someone said this to Tony at the scrum afterwards. He said the word perfection's been thrown around a lot in Tony immediate. I love Tony Khan so much because he is us. <laughs> Just a shy little boy being like, I did good, thank you. Yeah. It's very nice. That's the that's the one thing, is like every Wrestle Kingdom's amazing, but there's always like the one match where you're just like, eh, there was nothing. There was there was nothing. Yeah. They even timed the piss break match right. Like they knew their audience. It was amazing. It was amazing. 
Were you able to hold it until Paul White showed up? Good job. Good job. I'm a, I literally by the time you by the time by the time you get through the by the time as soon as Paul White's music came out, yeah, everybody's like, "All right, time to go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a piss break. <laughs> I did that. Like I fucking did that. By the time I came back, the match was over, and y'all had sent messages saying that the match was over, and I just missed it. On Discord, I said this match is fucking amazing because it's the exact amount of time I need to go downstairs get some pretzels piss and come back <laughs> uh, no the one of the quotes that they were saying they were like the whole bash at the beach NWO thing was like a big to use a phrase from our dear boy Mox a paradigm shift and a lot of people are saying that about all out as well and uh, I think it was during punk at the scrum talking about that punk goes I'll be honest with you I think what we did was better than Bash at the Beach, which, like, it seems egotistical to be like, oh, this was better than the birth of the NWO. Yes! You want to know why? I don't remember a fucking match from Bash at the Beach. I, I, but this I, one... I do. It was it was Sting, Macho Man, Randy well, the Savage. Main. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I remember the main event of Bash at the Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this uh, one had I would, Suzuki. I would really hope people could. It had Ruby Rot or Ruby uh, Soho. How many had- people can show up at one pay per view and make you happy? Apparently, everyone. Everyone <laughs> I could ever want at a. You need to understand. Like, fuck it. We're just gonna go through the pay per view. Just, just start. I gotta. Okay. I gotta be up. At, um, I gotta be up at six. All right. Okay, we'll start. <laughs> uh, pre-show. Best friends. Jurassic Express versus Hybrid Family Office. I don't remember this one that much, I'll be honest. Um, I wasn't able to actually see the pre-show, so... All I remember about that, this, was that, um... Uh, Jungle Boy tapped out, uh, in Helico, and I was like, so this feud's still going, and then after the match happened, I was like, that's unfortunate. It was a good, (laughs) it was a good match, like, it, it perfectly showcased everything, uh... It was a solid opener. Mm -hmm. Like, Wheeler Yuta still showing he got new trunks our new tights yeah appreciated that um but yeah yeah it was it was it was good it then uh first match of the official show not the pre-show miro versus eddie kingston in what i described as miro's greatest match and eddie kingston's most all right match but it was a it was very good eddie can bring the best out of whoever is in the ring with him and that that was a hundred percent what happened on this night. Yeah, because it felt like um, not to say uh, that uh, you know Miro's bad because I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I think he's actually quite good. But I think that so, Kingston was able to work at Miro's pace, and when he brought it to his own pace, like it just kind of melded in a weird way that worked. <laughs> I don't think Miro's a bad wrestler. I think he is a capable wrestler that has very great character, and that's perfectly fine to have. There are numerous wrestlers that if you add, like, someone was like, oh, what's Miro's greatest match? Uh, that one with John at Mania was pretty, like, I could not remember, a like, a Miro match that stuck out, but also... That's not all that matters. Like, Miro is very good at grabbing the audience, and that's what he did for this, and then Eddie brought the best out of Miro for it. So you know how we always talk about whenever people go to, like, 
NXT, and it's like, oh, they have to learn, you know, the sports entertainment thing. Miro is, like, one of the rare cases of the exact opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. Where it was a guy who became pretty well known in that system and then had to become, like, a regular pro wrestler, and, like, there's an adjustment period. Uh, he's yeah. He's got it, like, three-fourths of the way, like, maybe five-sixths of the way there. Like, he's... He's getting better every time. Like this, clearly, yeah. you can see definite improvement yeah. since his first matches. Yeah, in yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, also, the subtitle of this match is "Fuck Bryce Remsberger," which I felt so bad. Oh God, Poor Bryce. Bryce! He looked, he looked both like I did my job, but at the same time, he's like, man, I don't know if this was worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know there was, you know, there was no one else Kingston trusted with that spot. Yeah, and he was like, I'll take care of you, Bryce. If these Chicagoans try to beat the shit out of you for what you did, I got you. I'm 90% sure the rematch is going to happen at Grand Slam, and he's going yeah. to win, and it's going to be great. But That was actually, uh, so, fun fact, uh, in the meantime, since we last recorded, I did change from Miro, or from Kingston to Miro, com- 110% because... I realized the rematch would happen at Grand Slam, which is in Brooklyn. Which, so, so you mean mm. you you never you never told us you changed back? No, no, I told no, you guys. He, yeah, it was it was in the chat. I confirm it with you guys before I do it. I always <laughs> confirm. Yeah, but yeah. Matter uh, of fact, it was on Rampage uh, after Rampage oh, too. That's wasn't right. It? You said it, he looked too strong. It was because Eddie Kingston came out said God doesn't exist and then your said God. redeem these your nuts. Your God, your God doesn't exist. Yeah, the man wears a rosary to the ring, kisses it, and then gently hands it to the uh, the ringside people. <laughs> he's also from Yonkers, New York. Yeah, he he's an atheist. Yeah, sure. A- atheists sure. don't exist in Yonkers, Yonkers no. New York. Not if you want to live. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thought the end of the match was very good. The fact that they got Bryce involved, so that way Eddie can say. I need a rematch because this is bullshit. Like, yeah, I, I approve of that. Uh, up next, Moxley versus Kojima in what I kind of think might have been one of the weakest matches on the card. Not saying it was bad by look any at, means, me. but like, look at me in my look at me in my eyes. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm meaning don't bell to bell. Ever, I'm not meaning post match. Ever disrespect Satoshi Gojima's match on this pay per view? <laughs> don't you dare! This match was awesome, and you can go to hell. <laughs> I I'm saying no, no. Whole card was awesome. No, no, no. I'm saying no, of no, the no. awesome, this is no. my bottom awesome. Nope. No, first off, the piss break match is the bottom. Don't fucking. That's barely a match. <laughs> barely Don't match. you dare! It's not. We all know what that was. We knew what that was. I like this match more than several other bits in the in the card. Like I had this above the battle royal. I have this above. I have this above Jericho. I I, I had this one above Jericho too, definitely. But I like, did. I, mm. And then I rewatched. My rewatch really helped me solidify enjoying Jericho and MJF. But yeah, no, I could. This was this was, uh, was... John Moxley is only a babyface because people believe he is, uh, which is kind of yeah. like, which is kind of like how uh, which is kind of like how Tanahashi worked in New Japan for like years because he would constantly just do dragon screw leg whips to people. Like, just yeah. slowly destroying their ability to walk. And they'd be like, yeah! And then beat them. And I was just like, that is 
then he would like do his air guitar. I was like, this guy's a prick. Why are you people cheering? And that's how John Moxley yeah, Mox- is. I, he shows yeah. up. Mox is a huge asshole. He shows and I up. Love he it. shows up with a fucking dad bod. Comes in through the crowd. <laughs> disrespects a literal living legend. And I, my only, my only regret is that Kojima didn't lariat him harder. I mean, like <laughs> even building up to the match, he was heel because he was like, uh, "Living legend Kojima signed the contract to come fight me." That pissed me off. I was like, John, are you okay? <laughs> John, you literally you literally sent him the con you mailed it to him. Why are you <laughs> Is this like when you was this like a charity thing like you do for your wedding Wait, for people? No, like I, I don't I, think I, you're actually I, gonna I, come. <laughs> I, I believe the, I believe the kayfabe was that he sent an open contract to Japan, which is uh, is fucking hilarious that John just sent a piece of paper that says, do you want to fight me? Sign John Moxley. It's just whichever Japanese man picked it up first one. Like, will you, will you fight me? Y N circle answer. <laughs> Love John. No, um, Kojima, I, I mean, Ko- Kojima brought it. You could barely yeah. tell that Kojima, by the way, Kojima better than all three of us put together. Um, oh yeah, not lost anything. Not lost a goddamn thing. That, Dur- that Dorito man will <laughs> wreck every. I was listen. I was like, uh, you know, kind of some of the some of the like mysticism's been lost because he fought uh, in uh, in Impact. And nope, nope, nope. The crowd, the crowd was there. He was clearly the babyface. Um, yeah, and that's why I think Mox was working heel so hard on this one. It's Mox- like. You get you give Kojima the baby face like Mox, uh, Mox has worked moment. heel like for the last three months. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's not even he's, he's not heel. even hiding it anymore. No, and I think that's the point. It's like it's you can great. tell that he turned it up for this feud. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like for me, it's just I don't remember many things from it, and that may be what's making me think like, oh, I don't didn't enjoy it that much, but. I remember strong. I remember Kojima bit John Moxley's head and then gagged. I remember strong. I remember strong men fight the Moxley. I remember machine gun chops. I remember what translates in uh, to English as I'm going to kill that bastard and then you drop the elbow. I remember yeah. he never hit his actual lariat. The closest he got was hitting a Western lariat, and that still looked like it knocked the crap out of John. Uh, he hit a co- John's- he hit a Koji did, did- cutter, so you could just oh that, <laughs> that was, was that was dank. Uh, yep, I'm sorry. Did uh, did did Mox did has Moxley stolen the lariat because he did break it out tonight against a certain individual? We will be discussing in just a few minutes, but that would be nice if he kind of took the lariat as a secondary move. I really need I really need AEW to start acknowledging the difference between a paradigm shift and a death rider. Uh yes. Oh yes! yeah, 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 yeah. Yes! They they are not doing They're that. They're not doing. You can snap to a paradigm shift if he lifts you feet first off the ground and drills you. That's a death rider. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. No one gets off of that. People get off in the paradigm shift. I've seen people walk off a paradigm shift. No one walks off a death rider. And that's the thing like John Moxley, he could do a death rider to like 85% of the AEW roster at this point. I, uh, like, he could just drill their heads into death. 
and speaking of people who have been able to just shrug off a paradigm shift, the match-ins. Crowds all celebrating, being happy their boy won. Then the music cuts and John Moxley is terrified for the first time in his entire career. I was actually... Kaze ni nare. I, uh... I got up. I literally, I got up. <laughs> I jumped up. I'm not even kidding. I started running in place, like, celebrating in my living room. I was so happy. I thought it was going to be Tanahashi. And I was like, ah, yeah, sure, yeah. we're going to do... <gasps> yeah, no, way happier. And then he then he choked Moxley out and pile-drived him. And everything was right in my world. Everything was right. All the planets had aligned. It was good. Until tonight. Until today. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Permaheel. They gave them um, so little time. This was, though, this is the only, like, I was happy for the other debuts, but this was the only genuine surprise, and what a surprise it oh, was. Yeah. welcome surprise. Welcome surprise. And not only that, if if the show had just went on, no other surprises, still would have been good. Still would have been <laughs> still good. Still would have just been like, yeah, that happened. I, whenever people were, whenever people, like, journalists were like, there's going to be some other surprises in this show, and I was like, yeah, Brian Danielson's going to show up, and Adam Cole probably, and then Suzuki dropped, and I was like, fuck, they were right. Shit. I uh, I was downstairs with my baby in the room, and I just screamed, holy fucking shit, in my whole... They all just looked at me, looked at the baby, and pointed, and I'm like, yeah, I'm teaching her what to say when Minoru Suzuki walks into the room. I'm also... You say, also, Hel- holy fucking shit, sir, and then bow. And then, and then yes, you, you bow and then scream. And then beg for your life. <laughs> <laughs> Back for your life, and then you tell him how One Piece is the greatest manga and all of an anime of all time. Yeah, 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 and I can do that and not even be lying. <laughs> so yeah, Suzuki came out at the end of that <laughs> match. It was very good. It's uh, the fact Suzuki came out. Just the I'm fucking... just like it, the, every time I remember that moment in my brain. I'm just like amazed that it happened. It, it couldn't have been any better if. You just found out this, like, oh, but Kojima's not the one that signed your open challenge, Mox. Oh, yeah. Uh, I de- Well, I mean, we talked about it before the show that, like, Tony probably was like, we don't need to add more spice to this cake. It's okay as it is. We can save Suzuki for Cleveland. Uh, up uh, next, we had Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Good match. I very much enjoyed it between these two. I personally enjoy most of Britt Baker's championship matches. Well, I um I really like the match um as well. Um, I just I just love Britt Baker DMD. I'm a big fan of. Stop doing this. I need you to stop. <laughs> just loving that I, DMD life over here. You don't uh, want. I, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for your safety. <laughs> Uh, Blake's yelling at Dylan, who is just flipping us both off. Now, this match did both. also feature. Okay, <laughs> mostly me. Uh, it, it did also feature uh, Coach Orange Cassidy. Yes. Everyone popped <laughs> when he was like, Stat, get in the ring, go! It was like, fucking, I've, I've not seen Orange Cassidy move that fast outside of a match ever. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about, and. I feel like the thing with Brit for me, and this is not me trying to be like, oh, she's my favorite, but she is one of my favorites, is if you asked me, like, what does a wrestler look like, whether it be a female or a male wrestler, female wrestler, I would point directly to Brit Baker. 
male wrestler, I would point directly to another gentleman who came out later in the night who may also be directly related to Britt Baker. <laughs> okay. Um, that's funny because I, um... The guy who came out after that would be yours. That is, and the guy... That is and, mine and, because it and, is a more realizable goal for and me. And the guy that actually main evented the pay-per-view would be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I mean, I because I hate it because I really love this match and I knew that Baker was going to win. Like we all kind of did, but I just had that twinge of like, God, Statlander's such a good wrestler. Oh, her time, oh, Statlander her, her, rules. Her, her time will come. Her time will come. She's she's young. She's only like twenty six. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Also, she is strong as oh hell. Oh my god, the bit where she god the damn. bit on Rampage where she fucking took Re- Reba and fucking Hater, where it's just like everybody's going down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got that alien strength. I got that alien strength. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we get into the by next the way, one, by the I way, actually... here, uh, here I have a thing. Uh, you were talking about how if you had to point at a, uh, a woman, if I had to point at uh, somebody who was trying to live the adult version of Mean Girls, I would point at Britt Baker. <laughs> I can see okay, it. Okay, that's fair. Lo- that is fair. I'm, I fucking love her outfit because she rocks black and red, so it's immediately <laughs> in my wheelhouse. Uh, before we get into the next match, I, though, I, I do want to I pull... swear to God, if we go to another AEW show and she's there, I'm just going to pull a Suzuki and choke you out in the middle of doing that. <laughs> grab, do, you have no, any, no, you, do, do you have any... You Pete done it. You grab the finger during the DMD and then snap do, it. Do you have any idea how lucky you are that my girlfriend was in between us at Double or Nothing? Do you have <laughs> any idea... No, I do because the joy that went through my heart as a buffer was placed between me made me. I was like, I get to cheer for Brit. Yes, I will. Uh, I will. I will full Suzuki you, including the Gotch style pile driver on the concrete. <laughs> I, I believe it was Scotty that said that if you listen very closely on the sounds of the wind, you will hear. Bitch! <laughs> Every time Britt Baker comes out. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the next one, though, properly, I did want to pull out a, a certain sheet, a sheet of matches that we refer to as the cornerstone best versions of these matches, because I feel like we may need to change one in its cage match. Are we leaving? Are we leaving? Are we, We're leaving tag team with the, the Bucks versus uh, Omega Cowboys, right? Actually, uh, we had a uh, revival versus DIY for that one. You had the revival versus DIY for that one. I think no, I was the only one against that because I, I honestly don't think I've seen this match. <sighs> uh, do we want to separate Hell in a Cell away from Cage Match so we can effectively? <laughs> I don't, dude. We have to because Hell in a Cell is such a WWE brand now. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then. What still are uh, cornerstone greatest Hell in a Cell, Taker versus Mick Foley, the greatest cage match of all time, goes to the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. The, uh, uh, I mean, I think we can all agree match of the night, um, as Young Bucks matches normally are on an yeah. AEW pay-per-view. The Young Bucks wake up every morning of a pay-per-view, and I'm like, I'm convinced that on the way to the airport, they just like... They just look at each other and telepathically communicate how to make the world's greatest tag match. Uh, oh yeah, yep. And uh, 
like nine <laughs> out of ten nine out of ten times they've exceeded my expectations them against uh jericho m jeff uh no though that was okay them against uh dax and cash was the only one that like that one could never live up to the hype yeah that was built up way too much yeah. to actually live up to the hype uh i do love on bte where they went to uh cutler with the bag and said look the BT the BTE trigger will take him down. It's okay. And if that doesn't work, more bang for your buck will work. That doesn't work. Meltzer driver will definitely put them down. They actually if didn't. Not. They actually didn't pull out the Meltzer driver. Oh yeah, they just yeah did they the, did. Uh, they did the. Nope. Uh, they did more bang for your buck in the BTE trigger. Well, they did the uh, drop kick variant on the Meltzer driver where Nick. Uh, drop kicks the ass of whoever Matt's holding upside down into a senton on the uh, opponent. Yeah, in front onto of him. the other guy. That's just a, that's just a modified indie taker. Um, yeah, so indie taker at least. But yeah, but at, at the very like, if you just watch that throw from Cutler and how it just lands so perfectly, I was astounded. I, I was really, like, there's as no he way. Went for it, I was just like. Please, brother, don't hit the top of the cage. Just for you. I want for you to not. And then it just sailed right into Matt's hands. And I was just like, God bless you. I hope I hope they I hope you all high fived about that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. He, I know. Cause you know that Cutler was thinking the same thing. Was it weird that as soon as he caught the bag, I knew what it was? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the I second was the- he had it, and I was like, "What could they?" And I saw the size. It was like, "No, they couldn't possibly." And he did. And I was just like, "One way to say fuck you to every sneakerhead." Two. Oh yeah. yeah. Two great callback. Three. Ow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three. Um, fuck. Um, you saw how bent those tacks were at the end of the match. They did a close-up on the shoe, and it's like, God damn. Yeah, those all happened on Penta's head. Also, also, special, special shout-out to their entrance, which, was, while I didn't really care, was very cool. Oh, their entrance absolutely slapped. Uh, no, the minute Pentagon ran out in front of Phoenix to take that super kick is the moment I said... Oh, they're winning. That was like halfway through the match, but I was like, oh yeah, they're definitely winning now. But like that first super kick with the thumbtack covered shoe was brutal. Not because it was like flush, but because his foot got to his face and then scraped. Yeah, off the top. It was not off the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was absolutely speaking of off the I top. I think Penta's mask was already <laughs> fucked up at that mm-hmm. point anyway. Yeah, so they had like ripped it could him. not yeah. have Yeah. They uh, ripped him so that way more blood could come out, more yeah. flesh. Yeah. Also, so that uh, also so that there was le- less less blood covered like masks stuck to their face. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was legitimately are- worried that Phoenix's mask would just like come off at some no, point. No, the, the young bucks are good Christian boys. They tear the masks to help out their friends see during matches. Yeah. You were going to talk about Phoenix jumping off the top of a cage like the crazy son of a bitch he is. No, I'll be honest. When Nick started climbing, I went there. I, I My mind went into a million different places. But the first one was, how were they going to fuck? Why have I forgotten the name of the move? Oh, the, you thought they I, were going to Spanish fly off the top, didn't you? I thought you? it was going to Spanish fly off the top. <laughs> and, you, and all of a sudden you flash back to that NXT show where it was like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, Keith, no. Don't, no, don't, 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 don't. 
Stop it. Stop this. Yeah, because like they were going for um what's the name of Lucha Bros finisher? Fear Factor. Fear Factor. They're going for Fear Factor with him coming off the top of the cage, and I went, that's dangerous. They're going to change that. And then Nick started climbing, and I said, no, go back to the Fear Factor. <laughs> Fear that's somehow safer. <laughs> that's that's better. Please don't. And, and God here, damn this match. Here's the thing about this match and why it's so great is the fact that this was, what, Lucha Bros won, what, the week before the opportunity to face the Bucks? Like, very little build-up to this match. Yeah, very recently. And, and the Bucks are, like, obviously in Chicago, so everyone there loves the Bucks. They told such a great story that do by you, the end... You, no, 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 no. Everyone hates... Everyone hates the Bucks. They they cemented it. Nick Jackson bleached a Hogan stash into yes. his beard so he could look like the... But listen, the, 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 like, weird alternate reality drip game of the Young Bucks uh -huh. is my favorite development of 2021. It really oh, is. Yeah. Nick Nick <laughs> Jackson had a septum piercing attached to his earring with a little chain tonight. <laughs> tonight. It was glorious. It took me a minute to parse what that fucking was, and as soon as I saw it, it's like, they keep upping their game. Yeah, they keep you. making themselves look like bigger and bigger douches. What are they gonna do next week? <laughs> But I, I mean, like a match that's built up for only like a week, getting that kind of pop for a victory, absolutely killer work they did to a point of like, oh, this is definitely the ending. Oh, it's not the ending. No, like at some point it just became how? How is it still going to keep going at this point? <laughs> I, at some point, I was like, how are the Lucha Brothers just not dead? Yeah. How have they not passed out from the sheer amount of blood loss? The, uh, whenever whenever they hit their tandem finisher, I saw Nick in the background, and I was like, and then, and, and then Phoenix gets, na or gets Matt, and then he did, and I was just like, okay, at least the match is over. <laughs> over, yeah. It's like, I just, I love the match, and I loved every second, but by the end, that is the one thing, it's just like, please let them stop, they deserve it. <laughs> I, I remember you being don't need to do anymore. I remember being concerned because they're like, oh, the Young Bucks in a cage match. And I'm like, yeah, but the Bucks are kind of high flying. They really go everywhere around the ring. I don't know if that'll work, even with like Lucha <laughs> And then, then they said, nah, fuck you. We're climbing to the top of the cage once, and that's all you're going to get. They still managed they, to make it. And I think I, um, I like tag team cage matches because it takes it takes away the one real complaint that you can have against a Young Bucks tag match, which is no one actually tags in the right way because it's a free for all. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who's that is, I like a free I, for all I match. I, Jr. at one point said, "Who's legal?" and I was like, "You see an old man." There's That's no not a thing. Here. That's not a thing here. Everyone. My favorite thing. They pointed it out at the very beginning. No escapes, bitch. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh -uh. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that was... Yeah, whenever the Bucks were trying to get out, they were like, what are they doing? This is pinfall or submission only. Mission only. That's mm -hmm. sick. Yeah. I actually that, like that, that addition that cage, to the rules. That cage is there to prevent you from leaving. <laughs> and prevent anyone from entering. Nobody ever comes in. Nobody <laughs> ever leaves. comes out. I'm just sitting here like, what else do I have to say? Because it was so... Go fucking watch it. If you're listening, just go fucking... This is the problem we run into when we record fun fiction and we talk about a movie we love, is we're like, no, it's just so good 
that we somehow don't have a lot to talk about because there's so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the one moment, like, at the end of, like, Penta, who is as red as a tomato, is hugging his young daughter. All Penta. of whom are crying. <laughs> All of whom them. are crying. Wife, Terrified, it's like- younger daughter- older daughter i think there were three i don't know the camera work was a little shoddy there but like Mm -hmm. everyone in his family was crying him sandwiched between the cage was horrifying because at first i was like oh yeah is he even supposed to actually be down there i do like is that possible i I think my favorite moment was the bit where nick and Penta like faced off and it was like, Oh yeah, yeah, package pile driver, his brother. Oh yeah. It's just like <laughs> oh the great. brother the brothers versus brothers thing is amazing. They <laughs> do that every time they face off and I love because it, it's usually Phoenix versus Nick of who can fuck up their older brother the most. But I yeah. did like the turnaround on this one. Um oh and I think um one other thing, uh Scotty, you pointed this out, but how inoffensive the camera work was for a cage match oh it's because they're yeah. like it's because they're on the on the ring posts yeah exactly Brilliant. like they had them in there as well just so you could see the the bigger spots like with a good view from inside the cage that's the thing with AEW is not only are they fixing like we talk actively about like two week rule they will fix if something's fucked up they also fuck up just shit in general that's not cool with, like, a cage match. Okay, what's wrong? Well, it's hard to see. Okay, then put cameras inside the ring, cut a hole you can kind of insert through. Uh, what's wrong with battle royals? Oh, they take a real... They're either super short and there are so many people that it's hard to figure out what's going on, or it's a rumble where it takes an inane amount of time and it really does need to be its, enti- its own event. They said, how do we fix that? Oh, they fixed it with our next match on the card, the Casino Battle Royal, where they said five people at the time never gets too crowded, but even then, 21 talents get to go into that room. There were so many dead spots, though. There were times you could tell, like, they rushed it, because it's just like, how much time is left to the next round? Minute? Yeah. Fuck, this is, this is terrible. I, I will say, I don't know if it's as good as the first Battle Royal anymore, but I think it is... It is up there with my favorite battle royals, though, in AEW so far. Um, yeah. For the casino battle royal, especially. I see, um, see, but see like, the last, yeah. this last one at, at double, or, double or Nothing, I think, is my favorite. Just for the ending. Like, the last five minutes of that alone. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. That was the... Um, the Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jungle Boy around the outside and then getting... No, no. Everything about that. That, there was not a poor spot in that match except when Christian got booed for dumping Max Caster. That yeah. is fair. Because Caster came out um, and literally verbally ripped ripped him apart, ripped Christian Cage apart. It was great. It was great. There's not a bad part of that um, match. No, the uh, the battle royals. I think they've just keep they just keep getting better um, or staying good. I, uh, I, I think this is another one of those where it was very good. Not until the end, not many spots of note that I can really pay attention to. Like, I thought there were a lot of eliminations that were far too early. I really would have loved to see Sheeta kind of go the distance. Um, Riho also technically did not go over the top rope, I believe. No, she was correct, yeah. right? Third. <laughs> Riho still not eliminated from this battle royal. I think the problem with that is that she was literally too short. 
Like they tried <laughs> to go over the top. Yeah, I think yeah. they tried, and then she rebounded down and out, and they were like, "That's when she was supposed to get eliminated." She's eliminated. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah, understandable, kind of. But um, there was that. Um, although I will say, uh, the only problem that I had, other than the Riho spot, was how quickly and unceremoniously Sheeta was eliminated because yeah, she was just gone. Like yeah, that. She- that was like, where the fuck? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> And then, uh, who was it? Sky Blue, who was a big, like, hometown girl. She's from Chicago. First person out. First, I'm like, Tony, come on. That that was the other thing for me, was it didn't make a lot of stars. The people who you saw the most were already kind of notable names. Whereas, like, like say that last Battle Royal. We love Jungle Boy. I think that last Battle Royal was a, like, star-making performance for him. Yeah, I think that there's a the the clear difference is that this is this was a battle royal made so Ruby Soho could win. Yeah, this was a this was a battle royal to show off the talent they already had. Uh huh. It was yeah. kind of more of to show that they had that much talent. Like you forgot, which I think is something we brought up. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, they have so much talent that it's to the point where someone gets eliminated. You're like, they should have stayed longer. And you look at it, it's like, well, I guess technically, but still. I, I, but I yeah. feel like M- MVP probably uh, TJ uh, because they just got everyone else kind of slowly got in the ring and we're like, okay, let's figure out what we're gonna do. Ty and Anna J rushed the ring and just started beating the shit out of the bunny. They're like, it's go, motherfucker. It's go time now. You know what? Fuck this bitch in particular. Yeah. Also, uh, perfect final two, in my opinion. I mean, two people who, I mean, we said it on the show last week during predictions. You ever notice that every battle royal we managed to get the last two? Oh, yeah. Every single time (laughs) we do. So so it always leads to at least... I think it's been Scotty and me more, where it's just like, man, fuck you. <laughs> and just, it really does up the excitement of just like, oh fuck. They were on the outside. Hey, they were on the outside, and I was just like, one of us is gonna be really upset by this. I was it's- still, I was still uh, in the final, final four. three, final four, I think. Final four. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you had who? Did you have? He had. He had. Ty. Have- I had Ty. Yeah, Ty. Ty. Yep. Yeah, Ty. You were final four then. Um, yeah, that was the perfect final two, especially in Chicago, because you could tell both Ruby and Thunder Rosa are real big kind of nerd favorites, and, uh, Chicago's full of fucking nerds that love wrestling, and so you could tell, like, whoever got dumped over, no one would have lost, if that makes sense. I did like the bit after where she said, hi, Bryce, and she hugged Bryce Remsburg. I cried. That was so sweet. Because it almost looks like, because you got to remember when she went to WWE from Chikara, there weren't many Chikara people in WWE, like maybe Cesaro's people like that, but like she didn't have many friends. So just to see her come out, debut, beat the shit out of a bunch of people and then just look up and say, Bryce? Because she has such joy on her face and it was so amazing. Yeah. I think, um, also, with her entrance as the Joker and uh, hearing Ruby Soho by Rancid just, like, start blasting, oh, um, seeing her come out to that reaction, um, it did bring a tear to my eye. And I'm like, they fired you because they didn't have anything for you. For How you. stupid. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I'm waiting for Liv Morgan to get released at this point, And I'm just like, just fucking bring the whole squad back. Oh, no. You, uh, Sarah. Sarah. No, Sarah's, Sarah's Sarah's doing fine. 
Yeah, I think she retired. I, um, yeah, I screamed when Suzuki came out because I was so surprised, and I teared up when Ruby came out because I was like, "You finally somewhere where they care about you." Uh, speaking of people shooting over, you did see Steen, right? I'm not calling him Owens. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, he he tweeted out the coordinates for Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. And, <laughs> and quickly had to delete the tweet. Can you uh, imagine? Uh, Can you ima- at that point just bring Super uh, Dragon in? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, up next, Jericho versus MJF, and what I am I'm gonna make a bold statement here. Think might be Chris Jericho and MJF's best match in the company. Because initially I was like, this is MJF's definite best match. But then as I watched it again, I went, no, Jericho, this might be Jericho's best match too. It feels like those two did pull out all the stops on this one. Like they were, they were not about to be outdone at that point by just the sheer amazingness of this pay-per-view at this point. Because I just want you to say... God, at this point, so much good shit had happened. MJF pulled out an Orihara moonsault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he, he landed. He stuck, the, he stuck the landing. <laughs> yeah. So one, I was just like, hold on, how long has he had this in his back pocket that he's just been not using it? There yeah. was no, with the exception of the bat, there was the false finish that I, I still don't know if it was a real false finish. I don't either. I was looking away, so I'm not even sure what happened with it. His foot was clearly on the ropes, but Aubrey wasn't in position. And then you could tell afterwards, she's like, I got to count the three because he didn't kick out. And then the other guy was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was like, I was there. I saw this. And they were like, oh, yeah. we're so glad we have the second ref. And I was like, you've had too many fucky finishes for this to be yeah. to, for this to be a thing. I feel well, like it's I probably because that, of like, the stakes as yeah. well. Yeah. They pointed out, too, that like. It would have been weird if another ref had ran all the way out, but it felt more natural with them having refs that were breaking up the brawl that was happening outside. So oh, it was, yeah. It was nice to have refs. They had refs on site already, so they had somebody who was literally at ringside that caught the error. Fuck, that's smart. Shit. Shit, that's good. Uh, no, I actually, even if it wasn't, if it was supposed to happen, if it wasn't, uh, I kind of adore the false finish as a concept because, A, it's not like Jericho tapped out or anything. MJF hit the Judas effect on Jericho, pinned him one, two, allegedly three. Um, and then what I love about it is the fact that MJF had not locked in the salt of the earth yet, meaning as soon as he gets back in, and the match restarts, there is still that moment of doubt of, wait a minute, he still has his biggest move. Jericho, like, it wasn't an immediate, oh, Jericho's gonna win, now that the match has restarted, it was, wait a minute. Really? I I knew that Jericho was going to win as soon as the match restarted. Not exactly knew he was gonna win, but it it added doubt, if that helps. I, I think someone tweeted recently, like, the thing with CM Punk, uh, CM Punk returning was the magic of it wasn't the 99% certainty we all had Punk was going to show up. It was the 1%, the 1% doubt. The 1% doubt, yep. Yeah, and that, that, that was something that Tony Khan talks about, too. Yeah, and that's what this match was. From That was that 1% moment of doubt. And uh, on Discord, because I, I, for some reason, all of my little wrestling babies 
clamored for this match. Don't know why it was this one in particular. And they're like, I want to see it, and I, I want to make sure Jericho can still wrestle. And I'm like, okay. He said some shit, but it's okay. Um, it's fine. They they don't need to know about that yet. You will have to you will have to unpeel <laughs> that onion later. But don't worry about it yet. Oh um, no no. Also, I, I unpeeled the onion, and they were still like, yeah, but. It's Chris Jericho. And I'm like, you guys are getting it. You guys are getting it. Okay, they're getting it. Yeah. I will say um, we do need to start having a new segment called Wrestle Babies where you just recap the shit that your Wrestle Babies say. Um, But uh, uh, for them, the night before I said, oh, and I wish I didn't do this. I told them Jericho won that because at that point I did not realize I was going to be streaming it a second day in the row in a row because I wanted to watch it twice. Uh, So then the next day when we were all watching it live, I just went, hey, guys, you remember when I told you Jericho won last night? One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. I lied. Um, what the fuck? And then I just got to watch that 1% of doubt grow in all of their minds. And I was like, ah, work yourself into a shoot, brother, brother. Dude, brother. <laughs> don't work the good Lord. No, don't shoot on the good Lord. <laughs> don't shoot on the good on Lord, Lord, brother, brother. Uh yeah, uh, another, another good match. And I think that it was a good uh, reminder that, like, MJF works his heel style so well and he commits to it that it's it's easy to forget how good of a wrestler he is. Yeah, this was the one where he finally kind of let the hair down and didn't wrestle that super slow plotting. Also, um, this was more after the Bucks match. But after every match on this show, I did have this feeling of, okay, that was a great show. Wait, what? There's an hour left? Wait, what? There's two hours left? Wait, what? That's how I felt at fu- after the fucking cage match. And that was... I, I mean, I, I got up at, at past 10.30. The damn thing was over. And I'm like, how long have I been watching wrestling? That didn't feel like the last time I watched almost four hours of wrestling. What? That yeah. didn't feel like three and a half hours of wrestling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but- what is this? Now, uh, on to our next match, one that I personally enjoyed quite a bit for my own reasons. CM Punk versus Who Cares? What? No. No, no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. They chanted for that man, too. I was shocked. I was like, who are you're not from? You're one of the foreigners that have come in from like Ohio or some shit. He's get from, out of here. He's from he's from Seattle. No, I was saying the fans chanting from him were mm-hmm. not from yeah. Chicago. Um, So I re- want I'll be honest. First time I watched it was not a not not a big fan. Once again, it was kind of the. uh the the plague I had for a few of these matches, which was it was really good. Don't remember much. The second watch through, though, I realized why a it was good and why Punk is so good. And it's not the big moves. It's not Punk being able to like hit an Insiguri. It's not Punk being able to like tope suicida. It's small shit throughout the whole match that Punk did. Like, uh, that first arm drag Darby hits where it zooms in on Punk's face and you just see him go, fuck, what? Okay, and then he gets back up to fight. Uh, you, you, you did see fact, the post. You, you know that... Oh, uh, yeah, never mind. You were gonna say it, Dylan, I was but gonna yeah. Say, I was gonna say, you haven't seen the, the post where they, they, like, 
play for play took five spots from Bret Hart versus the one, two, three kid. Wait, really? Yeah, that was one <laughs> yeah, of them. The spot that you just talked about. Yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> that I feel like that's a common the, the, the opener, ha- though. The uh, hammer lock, spin over, like roll through that one. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the turnbuckle moon, the turnbuckle senton. Uh, there was like one more. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, there were a lot of little ones. Now that is again why CM Punk is the best because he was like, oh, I know what part of we can like a little nod we can do. It was also the fact that like CM Punk brought about rest hold city, but it made sense. Like he wasn't yeah. doing it. It wasn't like a thing. It was the way, uh, uh, the way I ended up describing it is like, this is a match about watching someone's faith in themselves come back. Because like, I, I remember watching it and being like, wait a minute, punk's taking a count out. Is this like a heel move? Like what's he doing? And then I looked at him. He's going, He's literally looking at the crowd and going, seven years. It's Punk literally saying, I'm not fucking wrestling that thing anymore. Seven years I've been gone. If I can win this way, I win this way. That that man is so crazy, he thought that a good spot would be to yeet himself through two turnbuckles and hit his back on the railing. Yeah. Yes. He and thought that was just a, like... I saw that and I was just like, I, listen, I know he talks about wrestling till the wheels fall off, but I really feel like he doesn't need to loosen the trucks on the skateboard <laughs> as he does it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he does it. That was one of those spots where I was simultaneously like, holy shit, that was amazing. And saying, holy shit, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually now going through to remember uh, over Discord all the stuff that I called out. Uh, one of them that I enjoyed was Darby just blasting Punk with the code red because on commentary on Rampage, Darby hit the code red on Garcia and Punk said, what is that? I have never seen that before. And I'm like, I have s- I'm like, I've seen you do that. Which is, I was going <laughs> to say, which is a lie. Which is a lie. You, I'm pretty sure you and Amazing Red wrestled each other. Yeah, but like to uh, to take that idea of, oh, Punk has never heard of this move, use it in the match. Like that that was kind of smart multiple level storytelling. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, the moment when Matt, probably moment of the match for me when Darby goes up to hit the coffin drop and Punk just sits up. Which is kind of like a goofy, great spot, but it does kind of have like overtly storytelling things. And the fact that Darby's just like, no, fuck you. And the crucifixism is so good because that's Punk saying, I'm clever. I know how to avoid this. Oh, fuck shit. I also like I also like to think that that's a callback to the time that he went for the elbow drop and the Undertaker sat up. Oh it, yeah, yeah. He's he's like yeah. ah, this is what it feels like to be on the other side of shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, I I'm fully like convinced that that was another callback. Punk doing that Undertaker yeah. style sit up, like it had to because it's just like it's so cerebral and so psychological mm-hmm. because it's like you may not realize it at first, but it's like this is a great moment in wrestling. Have I yeah. seen it before? I can't remember, but I'm seeing it now. I also was very proud all the Wrestle Babies were big on Punk after this match. I was like, yes, I got him. Got him. He just has to get some better gear and it'll be fine. Yeah, that was a, the pants were a choice. People, yeah, peop, a lot of people were saying no pants, no pants punk. I, 
I don't mind pants. I would want different. I don't want them Chuck Taylor specials. I want Punk to have some nice actual like punt pants if he's going to do that. Uh, before we move on to the next, best part of this match for me was Punk on the entranceway about to walk down the heel ramp and all of Chicago went, no, no, don't do it. And Punk went this one, that this one, one, that one. It, which I love because it was a callback to him like exiting the first time and trying to go through the middle. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Listen, um, but, listen, man, the great moment of hearing him do clobbering in time. It's clobbering oh, yeah. in time for the first. Ah, uh, yeah. Him shaking well, hands with him shaking hands with Sting. It's just like, oh my god, what is this timeline? What <laughs> is my fucking favorite thing was you could tell he was marking out as much as we were. Uh-huh. Also, it is Darby good. Allen alive? Because I like he limped. He either sells real hard or his right leg was fucked. Holy I shit. think Darby's just amazing at selling. How, no, hold on. Speaking because I, I forgot to bring this up. MJF selling on this show was astounding. Oh, on his back, yeah, yeah. Because he ate that ugly pop up power bomb from Chris Jericho, and there were like he got back in the ring and was screaming bloody murder. And I went, it was he's either selling real good, or we're not gonna see Max on TV for a while after this. The the bit where he did the uh, the sky high off yeah. of the turnbuckle. And like he just screamed like somebody had stabbed him. I was just uh-huh. like, that is. That is impressive. Also, you uh, deserve it. Yep. Oh, and one last thing about the uh, the Punk Darby match. It wasn't. It was just on uh, Dynamite this week. I did love how Taz. Um, he Fuck. got a mic and he called out CM Punk, and he's just like, "You gotta stop with the fucking love fest. You gotta <laughs> stop calling out my boys, Punk. I haven't said shit." Said- Team Taz. Who said anything about Team Taz? You did on all the interviews. I saw him. I haven't. What the fuck? I haven't said shit this whole time. Okay, I'll fight all of them. We got to keep going. We're only like halfway through the card or something. I don't even fucking know. The whole thing runs together. Matches left. The whole thing runs together. All I know is I blink. All I know is I saw awesome wrestling. I blinked. It was eleven thirty at night, and I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> I've got to pee. All right. The well, irony my- that he's doing that while we talk about the piss break match is not lost on me. <laughs> uh, what if we just tweet instead? We don't even discuss no, no, the no. match. He didn't see the match. We should just talk about it because this is accurate. I'll be honest. Uh. Big ups to them for really knowing what they were because they came out. Big Show did his entrance, got the pop because who doesn't love to see the Big Show? He's a big old teddy bear. And it was the most basic match you could have. Big man do thing. He'll stop big man from do thing. Big man finally do thing again. Welcome to the main event of the show. <laughs> big big man fucking fucking saucer pants slap QT Marshall. <laughs> big man choke slam Aaron Solo. Big man WMD Nick Camarado. Nick Camarado doesn't go down. Huge rub. Uh, uh gets over the top rope. Uh big show wedge or, uh, Paul White wedgies QT Marshall so so badly. I'm sure he's still picking his underwear out of his anus. And then <laughs> choke slams him. It was great. Uh, Every oh, part also, of that was- uh, 
I, I hope you will appreciate the fact that because he got snubbed from getting to do this on Dynamite, Kaze Ninare is trending on Twitter because they were just all like, why didn't I get to do this? They're so fucking strapped for time, they didn't even let you do the Kaze Ninare. Yeah. All right, so going up, moving on to the main event. Uh, I'll, I'll, also, oh, I'm sorry, I, did y'all I, talk about the uh, the piss break match? Well, yeah, you were taking you were a piss break, yeah, it was, a, it was accurate. Uh, I, 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 you didn't see the match. <laughs> exactly. I do enjoy, by the way, this vibe that AEW does where before every single main event, they're like, oh, by the way, here's the good shit we got coming in the future. Here's a long lit, because it gets you excited for the main event and it almost puts separation between the main and the entire rest of the card that really promotes whatever they decide to put as the last match on the card, which on this show was Kenny Omega versus Christian, a.k.a. Kenny Omega kills Edge's friend. (laughs) So good. God damn, I have to give so many props to Christian for the shit that he took in this match. Hold on, no, not a single human being in existence sells the kill switch like Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. He went uh. vertical. I didn't know. He's holding your arms and yet Kenny's still bam, straight into the earth. Like a lawn dart. Uh, the uh, the fucking table. Because Kenny's done the, the, the double stomp a table into you, but it was always in Japan, so the table never looked right. Doing it, he didn't even bring it out all the way. That's what I liked. He just brought it out just enough mm-hmm. so that it covered Christian. He's like, I'm going to use the metal part to help brace it so my feet don't fuck you up completely. Wham! Yep. <laughs> and it's Bam. like, tonight, tonight the table will not win. Yeah. Oh, I no, do. it won. It, it fucked well, up Christian's. It, it won later. The other table won. <laughs> the other the other table scored a victory over over Christian's kidneys. Because I swear to God, it looked like Christian had a hole in his torso. Oh, yeah, from the, where the, uh, the, the fucking leg. The table leg. caught him. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, that Christian fucking- is a tougher man than I am because I would have started crying. And he was just <laughs> like, well, looks like we got to finish this match. Absolutely. He's just like, let's keep going, brother, brother. <laughs> my, my favorite part about the table spot was Kenny like watching because Callus is uh, like distracting the referee while he does it. And yet the reverie turns back around and is perfectly cool with Kenny setting up a whole table at ringside. It's like, just don't put that on Christian and we're good. You're but technically what if I just put Christian it, you're on techni- it. You're, you're technically just setting up a furniture. I can't really DQ mm-hmm. you for this. <laughs> you might be having lunch after this. Maybe the elite are having a breakfast after this in the middle of the ring with this table. I did like the lack of interference. That was nice. There was there was like an attempt and then it was curtailed. Yeah, like, that was the same thing with uh, Jericho MJF. It was yeah. just one little thing and then distract. Because like because like Callis calls it in and then you know like they get taken out. Yeah, yeah. and I I like that because like someone was like oh, I hate all these matches like all this interference and I'm like well the problem is when you have a heel whether that be Omega Britt Baker like anyone who has lackeys if they lose a match and the lackeys didn't interfere. That just makes you a dumb heel, because why didn't they come help you? So, like, you always have to have interference and then a way to make that interference disappear. Weird question, because everything just ran together. Did the Impact Championship get used? Um, no. Well, he came out with it, but it didn't get used. No, 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 because it was sitting under the turnbuckle. And the whole time, I was just like, are, are you going to Chekhov's gun me? 
You're just gonna. And it they didn't, did, but with the table, not the not the championship. We got Chekhov's table, as <laughs> yeah. they called, um, which Excalibur did call it. Yes, he did. I will also say that there was a legitimate like good god almighty from jr during that um during the cage match and it felt good oh we got all the catchphrases because excalibur also busted out an unbelievable (laughs) favorite call i think that might beat mama mia in my realm of commentary catchphrases unbelievable's up there there has been one time where he said what a maneuver but i feel like that was just a rib (laughs) Yeah, yeah probably um but uh I mean, I was, uh, now this is when I was in the, the live thread for, uh, on Reddit, um, and they were mostly high on the shit. This is probably the match where I just saw the most dissenting opinions, because people either really loved it or they're just like, I'm not really into this match. I'm like, why not? It was a good match. Like, it, it, once again, fucking solid match, but also some shit happened afterwards, and unfortunately, like, it kind of fell into what they were avoiding when they brought out Punk at the beginning of Rampage is when you know what's coming, you kind of don't care what's on the road right now. Oh, yeah, oh, but no. there was nowhere oh, see, else see, they could have done this. Also, also, uh, they did care, as you could tell from the fact that Kenny stood up with Christian on his, sh- on his shoulder and then not only did the whole crowd rise up, I sat up on so my couch. I. Yeah. I was just like, oh, we're oh, we're actually doing this. <laughs> and bang. All right, well, it's over. All right, well, shit. I wasn't expecting it to end that way. Uh, oh, the Bucks have a new bio, and it's Spanish, but it says, congratulations, but we are destined to fight forever. It's very good. They, they fucking are. With, yeah. Until one of them dies, or multiple <laughs> of them die. Yeah. Speaking of dying, that fucking final spot, man. Christian was like, I'm going to hit a kill switch off the top. I said, that's dangerous, but maybe. Maybe. Because I'll be honest, I was like, earlier, I was like, are they going to pep? Is Punk going to Pepsi plunge? Nah, <laughs> probably not. But then not yet. Ken, Kenny said, hey, you know how much you think that a kill switch off the top rope would hurt? Imagine a one winged angel on the top angel. rope. Just kidding. I'm not going to make you imagine. Bam. Bam. It's, it's off like, of. It's off of. It's off of Brett's rope, the most oh, dangerous it was off Brett's rope. rope. Yeah. Um, hey, Christian, Christian, I know you got that hole in your tummy. You ever wonder what it feels like to be a toothpaste tube? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever, uh, have you ever just taken a vicious knee strike over and over again to uh-huh. the left, to the left side of your body? Well, I have <laughs> some bad news. <laughs> Kenny earlier in the match yeah. went for the Dr. Wiley bomb. Everybody was like, I'm sorry. What did they just say? I'm like, yeah, this fucking nerd named a move after a Mega Man character. Well, it's because it's the, the regular name for it is the Wiley bomb. Whoa, really? That's sick. Yeah, but he's a nerd. So he called it the Dr. <laughs> Wiley bomb. He's a Wiley bomb. fucking yeah. nerd. Nerd. I, the thing is, is that I forgot the name because the bit where he does a... Uh, like cross-legged suplex into a knee strike. That's not an Ushigoroshi. Mm-hmm. It's not a last shot. Excalibur used to call it by its right name. Yeah, and like they did in New Japan. And I can't for the life of me remember, because that's a Japanese name, and I can't remember. Because Ushigoroshi is the uh, fireman's carry. Yeah, Ushigoroshi. Last shot is Adam Cole's, where it's just a straight up and down suplex. 
they call a lot of things Ushiguroshi that's not an Ushiguroshi. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it annoys me. Just like how they never call the rings of Saturn or like the Koji, uh, yeah, Koji, the Koji clutch. clutch. The Koji yeah. clutch half the time. And I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh Kenny uh hits the one winged angel off of Brett's rope, gets the pinfall, one, two, three, and show's over. That's all out, folks. It was a great week. What'd you boys learn this uh-huh. week? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, Kenny Kenny cut a promo. He was uh, he was talking about yeah, how things were great and how uh nobody could match up to him. Anybody that could is you know, is either gone, retired, or they're dead. <laughs> it's all about Baboo. <laughs> I thought we had a lot longer to wait. I did. No, I, know. I saw that and I was like, "Oh, are we doing this?" Okay, well, shit. I was expecting. I was expecting deep rabbit. All right, I'll take this. This yeah. is great. As soon and- as I heard him say they're already dead, because mm-hmm. um, I think Scotty, you said you heard that the second go around. I yeah. I was there. They're like, all I was, dead. <laughs> yeah, I caught it the first time, but like as like, oh. He's coming out first. I totally forgot, by the way, that uh, they actually legitimately like super kicked him out of the Bullet Club and did do him a real disservice. So when he got in the ring and said, I remember what you did to me, I was like, are they going to make it canon that they tried to kill Adam Cole a couple (laughs) of years ago? (laughs) Well, Uh, it's only canon in being the elite where they resurrected him. (laughs) Well, no, here's here's the thing. Um, Adam Cole getting kicked out of the Bullhead Club kind of involves somebody that we don't talk about anymore who had an umbrella. Uh, we don't talk about that guy anymore. Mary Poppins? It was Mary Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah, so if we just, we just have to cut that whole segment out and then, look, Look, you thought he was going to fight me? This guy's one of my best friends. friends. God, it was so the three, funny. The three-person Adam Cole kiss, now one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. That yeah, yeah. was a great moment. And also, uh, it's story time with Adam Cole, because oh. I didn't realize until somebody pointed it out that's like, he never did that in NXT. No, um, that, that was just his ROH that was his, thing. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, wow, I forgot that that was a thing that Adam Cole did that was really cool. <laughs> Uh, it also reminded me how much I fucking miss the elite at the end of an ROH show, just doing some shit for about twenty minutes. You know, us being like, "I guess we're staying for this." The show ended three hours ago, but they're still do. They're playing Uno in the middle of the ring. Adam learned about it in NXT. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh god! That Kitty tweeted to Adam Cole earlier today. It's like, hey, about this Twitch thing, I. <laughs> Such a DM. DM me. <laughs> uh, so oh. Adam Cole comes out, reunites with the elite. Great ending to the show. F- fake out. Where he's like, I know what you did. I know what you did to me. Super kicks Jungle Boy. Um, <laughs> I love you. I, I also want to say, like, this, this would not have happened if it weren't for Twitch. Like, right now. I just want everybody to think about that. Yeah. If it weren't for Adam Cole's love for his Twitch channel and his <laughs> Twitch people, this would not have happened. Which made it all the funnier. Are on, you? Are, are on, you? 
Are you high right now that you think that's the reason? Look, I mean he is, but that's part of the reason. <laughs> I am, but that is still part of the reason. Like, there, it, this would have happened eventually. I'm not saying yeah. that it wouldn't. It would have happened. I'm just saying that it was... His, three of his best friends are running a company. Are you out of your mind? Uh, uh, I mean, it's uh, it, it was a paradigm shift. Like, it, unt- I, up until this pay-per-view, I would... Totally understand. I, I laughed so fucking hard tonight when Adam Cole was made his first dynamite appearance and started calling Tony Schiavone a nerd. And I'm like, you stream on Twitch daily. The best thing you did for the past year is play Uno with your butt. Well, you know, it's because uh, it's because Tony Khan or Tony Schiavone rather. <laughs> I get my a, Tony's a, mixed he up. He has a bat cave. Tony Schiavone has a bat cave man cave in his house. You can call him a nerd. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I love that uh, Shivani called uh, Cole out, though, recently. I think, Scotty, you posted that video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> She's yeah, like, yeah. This guy, great, great guy, great guy. Fuck him. I'm going to kick his ass at video games and send him on packing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Tony Schiavone. Uh, apparently, Britt Baker was uh, FaceTiming. Uh, facetiming cole and then said hey say hi to tony and then tony just starts cutting a promo on adam (laughs) cole in the middle of the backstage area i can't wait for that aew unrestricted that's gonna be hilarious Uh (laughs) oh all right shall we shall we shall we finish this one off shall we just get to the meat and the potatoes the bit that i've been waiting for all fucking night i don't know can we talk about how handsome adam cole is i feel like we could probably break this down a little bit more i don't know do do we want to much time to talk about how handsome Adam Cole is, but There's you know we don't. Now. There's finally time! <laughs> Can we talk about how long it took the three of us to realize that Kenny Omega's beard is an Omega symbol? Oh, shit. My beard's an Omega symbol? <laughs> shit. Oh, no, because you didn't... I, I got that. Holy yeah, shit. I no, 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 no. You just, you just shut up. I'm... <laughs> Holy you, shit. you somehow just got Blake to not want to talk about Brian Danielson. I am <sighs> so proud. I don't know how you've done it. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready because we may have um, all the time in the world to talk about Adam Cole's rugged good looks. But uh, goddamn, we need to talk about Brian Danielson's uh, rock hard nips. You want to talk about... <laughs> You want they just to- kept showing it, and every time I was like, nobody, nobody in the truck's no gonna catch this. Y'all nobody. have Photoshop. Y'all it's not Photoshop. to erase Brian Danielson's nipple. Tony, none of the producers, the Bucks. The Bucks are probably laughing, actually. I take <laughs> that back. They're probably ribbing with, with Brian right now, being, being like, you, uh, you a little excited in the ring there, buddy? Uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting here just like, you're goddamn right. This is the hardest this man has been in years. <laughs> So I want you uh, to, and he I has want, two children and came out with the booty shaking anthem of the summer and <laughs> just dropped it hard. Oh, God damn. Oh, uh, yeah. So when we all thought it was said and done and everybody nope. you had that the little moment, bit of the, doubt. No. Yeah. It was that little. Well, no, it wasn't. It's, uh, he was like, I love a happy ending. And I was just like, and. Fuck. So, oh. We don't have a lot to talk about Brian on the show because he just kind of came out, beat the shit out of people, and left as he is wont to do. Uh, the scrum, but he however, is—he s- he is, he is going by the American Dragon. He is—he mm-hmm. is brought 
that back, and I was just like, holy... I saw that on his Titantron tonight, and I was like, holy shit. They, he's he hasn't gonna... gone by... He hasn't gone by that in a decade. I think he's gonna be... Firstly, I think he may be a heel, eventually. I think Brian could be a really... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the interesting you, you thing. Saw, you saw how much he enjoyed it. He yeah. loved every minute of his pla- Earth's cha- Planet's Champion run. Well, every minute. The interesting thing to me is, like, if you had told me Brian and Punk are debuting, firstly, I would have shit myself. But then you would have said, oh, by the way, Punk is going to be, like, the veteran babyface who really wants to help young talent but also is willing to fight if things come... Like, get if things go too bad, Punk's willing to put up a fight. Meanwhile, Brian was directly directly said, Punk wants to help the young talent. I want to beat the shit out of the young talent. I want to kick their fucking heads in. He had that chance. That chance coming back, Blake. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I am so ready. And By the way, Scotty, uh, that reminds me. Did, did, have the, have the tickets for Orlando drop? I can't. I haven't seen. I don't think so. I don't think Orlando's okay. dropped yet. Because I um, need to. Because I was gonna say I'm dropping. Like I said, a, just an a, just an unhealthy amount of money. Yeah. To be able to at least have like a like a hard cam view mm-hmm. of uh of Punk and Omega. Yeah. And but, and, uh, for, and Brian. The the interesting thing for me. Are you are you so excited that you're pulling a Zoidberg? Is that what you're doing I right now? Blake? I just want to talk. About okay, this whole let him thing. let him let him, let him um, speak. It's it's his now, favorite boy. It is. Um, the <laughs> AW has managed to completely supplant uh, my love for John Moxley in like two days. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's because your true love has shown up. We all yeah, knew that is true. It's like I I now no longer have any ties to the to the company. I do, but none of the big ones. Except for New Day, but um, I who are fighting the Undertaker on Netflix apparently, <laughs> and I could you see mean, them there. You, you mean Wolfpack Day? <laughs> um, but I'm wondering how long they will keep Danielson and Punk apart at this point because I mean, they they've done like they. It seems like they're keeping them at, almost completely separate in what they're doing, but. Everybody knows that eventually their paths will cross. But da- Danielson is—he's gone straight for Omega. That's I mean, what they, he's wanting to do right now. I mean, they on day one set up the dichotomy that could create that entire feud, which is: I want to support the talent. I want to beat the shit out of the talent. Boom! That's a feud right there. That's all you need. They immediately set that up. But um, and Brian- CM Punk says, "I want to support you, Brian." Yeah, and he says, "You, youthful. I want to fuck your, I want to kick your fucking head in, punk. I want to fuck your head in, punk." <laughs> uh, but the other thing I noticed during the scrum was the fact that I told you guys about this is uh, Daniel Bryan somehow became uh, when he became Brian Danielson became the most horrifying person on the planet. I'm terrified of Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, I would hug like a small teddy bear. Brian Danielson, I would run from in the street. Because he's unleashed now. Because like you knew you knew that back back in WWE they were keeping him chained up. They were keeping him held back. But now he's free to fucking go Japan on your asses. See that's every single say, do you, day. Do you, I was gonna say really he 
it was it was like it was like shedding a suit for him. Like yeah. he put on a nice child friendly suit <laughs> of like of like being happy. It was it was bright and colorful and like, you know, you know, B plus player or whatever on it. Yeah. And then underneath it he's just he's just wearing a pair of trunks that say get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the other interesting thing for me though, was the fact that everyone like punk is like that place stamped out my love for wrestling. I want to make sure this talent doesn't have that love stamped out. You've got Cole who of course is just going to be like, they didn't let me play video games on the internet. Fuck you. Then Brian's like, they were cool for me. I had a reality show. It wasn't bad. And they, everyone was like, when did you decide? He's like, pretty last minute like it was a it was just one day i was like ah let's try that out yeah because i think that they um i think Meltzer pointed it out like uh whereas all the other uh big former wwe talent like you know you got your moxley's you got your adam cole's uh, but like you got your ruby soho's goddamn um you got your malachi blacks malachi blacks uh, all of them you got your sting <laughs> but you got all of them who's you got like, your man cult sting. <laughs> uh but all of them he's just like that was a no-brainer for them but for danielson it was like a real hard decision like it's yeah. this company has taken care of me taken care of my family um but they are in his opinion being a little too protective of him which kind of scares me because i've never known vincent kennedy mcmahon to be protective of any goddamn thing it had such big i'm going through a midlife crisis where i've got to <laughs> murder people vibes i loved it because he was like when you get married and uh have kids which i've been blessed to have shit gets real boring and i need something chaotic that's what this is for and i'm like who body swapped Punk and Daniel Bryan? <laughs> oh no, you, they body swapped uh, Punk from two thousand and like eleven. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan from like two thousand GM Daniel Bryan. Yeah, 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 that's who they. Sweet Beats. They took <laughs> Sweet Beats and sweet beats. and Summer of Punk, and they they swapped them. Um. So I'm really looking forward. I am a little bit sad that the label lock is his thing. I was really looking for him to try to sink in cattle mutilation. Oh, yeah. I was the same way. So because so you know how you were joking about whenever uh, Kenny won the title. It was like, oh, flood of flood of. No, Blake will. You will hear his screams of orgasm (laughs) if cattle mutilation (laughs) gets put on. I I would fucking die. That's what that's my hope that he's saving it. This is the other thing. Blake has never experienced this Daniel Bryan, this Brian Danielson. They have a whole either. new life. Yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've like watched ROH clips. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, I've seen. I, uh, I will also say that, like, um, I, until Sunday, had never seen a, uh, a CM Punk match live. Yeah. Like, he had already left. By the time I started watching wrestling, like really, um, seven years. Yep, and uh, it was WrestleMania 30. My intro to wrestling, kind of. Scotty, yeah. Scotty made me watch videos. Oh yeah, I took care of you before then, baby boy. But it wasn't until 30 that you, I actively got a text from you saying, "This is pretty good." I'm like, "Stay with me. We'll have a podcast in a few years." 
We'll invite this random fucker we met in line for impact. (laughs) We have to have a third person. Let's go to an impact show. Grab the first person we see. The first person that talks to us as we loudly joke about wrestling. (laughs) Uh, So that was all out. Uh, I I remember being like a little disappointed because I'm like, ah, these are all the great moments allegedly have happened. Punk is debuted. Brian's debuted, Cole, Soho, what's in the future? And then I thought about it and I went, oh, what's in the future is that I get to watch a show where the roster has CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Ruby, so- the shit I wanted. Malachi. Malachi Black. Malachi Black wasn't even on this pay-per-view. That's how stacked this pay-per-view is. And neither was uh, neither was the Andrade Pop match. Like that, yeah. they had to move that because um, travel problems. And it's just like I don't know uh, that it, the show would have gone on until eleven o'clock our time. Like it would have been midnight for Dylan. Yeah, probably. All right, what'd you boys learn this week? Oh God, wrestling's um. fucking awesome. I, I learned that for the first time in our friendship, uh, there is the very real possibility of, of like, Blake and I's personal wrestling heroes fighting each other. Oh. Triple threat, baby. Triple, Triple threat. threat. Triple threat, yeah. It'll, um, uh, no, you have to, your, your, your favorite has to go fight Taz. Specifically Taz, not Ricky Starks, yeah. not Hobbs, just Taz. Taz. Um, here's the thing I need him because he's not going to be able to hit Hobbs with a GTS so he's going to have to bring out the Anaconda Vice and I'm looking forward to that more than anything so you can be like that's mine because he didn't go for it (laughs) he didn't go for it during the Derby match yeah 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 Um, and I learned that uh, John Moxley will make a Japanese man gag okay and oh the other thing I also learned is uh, Tully Blanchard's going to try to fight Sting all right. Again. <laughs> all right. Again. One 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 more match in the ring. Tully, <laughs> all right. What? WCW NWA, we're going to go for AEW. <laughs> yeah. go. Oh, I also learned earlier today that um uh Punk and uh, Danielson were the same age now that uh Hogan and Savage were when they went to WCW. Hogan's yeah. fucking yeah, Vince, old. Vince? Vince Vince really shit on Macho Man where he had a lot of years left in the tank. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Um, until next time, though. We're, oh, the other thing I learned, uh, I'm barely going to edit this episode. I'm just going to go through and be like, ah, they can listen, to, Bla- they can listen to Blake Vape. It's okay. I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> you really got to get the full experience for this one because it was animated. All right. Where can people find you on the internet? We've been going long. Speed round. Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, Dark Vidya on YouTube, Future Best Friends on YouTube, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Blake at Popcorn Scotty at Scotty Moe on Twitter. Check out The Weird. Check out A Load of BS. Check out JWF Monday Night Ignition. Uh, Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Uh, Go check out Mega Ran. Go uh, check out any of his drops that he's doing for his new album, Live 95. He did uh, post a um, a preview uh, earlier this week that I got to watch, and I showed you boys. 
And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Tony Khan, because I'm about to tweet you for having a good show. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.